Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're going to go from Burisma back to the economy with John Carney, Breitbart News Editor, Economics and Finance, and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest. John Carney, welcome back. Happy July 4th. Now, John, I would say, and I think I saw this up on Breitbart, but the Supreme Court may have saved Biden from himself on the student loan decision. <laughs> I, I don't know that they thought of it that way, but I think that we might have a little bit less inflation because of this. Is this possible? Yeah, look, the first of all, the suspension of student loans, but then the, you know, the outright cancellation of a lot of people's loans was promising to be very inflationary. Because if you, you know, one, it just puts hundreds of dollars more a month in people's pockets that they were spent, that they have a high propensity to spend out into the economy. Mm. So the, the proposal to, you know, permanently cancel all these loans was actually going to introduce a lot more spending power into the economy without introducing, by the way, any sort of, uh, you know, extra supply side to this. This was just additional spending power. There was no incentive to invest it. There was, you know, none of the things that we think of as, you know, helping the economy do better. This was just a total demand side boost. And so, yes, I don't think this was on the minds of the Supreme <laughs> Court justices, but I do think it, uh, it will have a disinflationary effect and, you know, will help out, you know, the Fed can actually look at this and say, okay, you know, that's going to be a good thing for the economy. Yeah. I don't think Joe Biden looked at it that way either. He's yeah. trying to figure out ways to get around it. But inflation is still sticky, John. It is. So, look, inflate, the headline came down by a decent amount in the, you know, the latest thing, but that was all fuel. If you look at core inflation, still up 0.3%. You look at, you know, for the month, if you look at it, it's 4.6%, which is just where we were two months ago. It's down a tick. Um, year, you know, year over year. And then if you look at our measure, you know, our favorite measures of things like median mm. uh, PCE inflation, 4.6. So we've mm. been at, you know, December 4.6, January 4.7, February 4.7, March 4.6. It's not going anywhere, Larry. So, yes, people are saying inflation's coming down. The headline's coming down. But the underlying inflationary pressures are very stubborn and really are promising to you know, that's the measure i look at to say where's inflation going in the future and, and i don't see it coming down very much at all sorry to interrupt, but i was going to say jay powell sounded pretty hawkish at this european conference he did because he can see the same signs when you see you know all of the the sort of coincident indicators of the economy are telling us that things are going pretty hot right now. We just got, you know, the most recent jobless claims. They're pretty low. 
So there's not, you know, there, there, there's no stress on the labor market side of the economy right now. All of the stress is coming from the price stability side. So I think he realizes he's got to be pretty hawkish. And, he, you know, Wall Street keeps doing this thing where the Fed says, well, we're going to raise two more times this year. And Wall Street says, well, we'll give you one, and then we think you're going to cut. Hmm. And so I think he wants to push back pretty hard on that. I don't think the Fed's going to cut for years. I mean, Powell's I talking about cut. I mean, right. Powell's. What did he say? He's, uh, inflation won't get to their target. Not this year, not next year, not till 2025. Yes. And so what he, he he hinted that, look, if we think we're going to get there in 2025, it's possible they could cut maybe at the end of 2024, not to juice the economy, but just because they think they're on the path there. But actually, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think it's going to be very difficult for them to cut. I do wonder, I think actually the the, the economic data is going to support hiking next year, mm. at least in the beginning. But I'm not sure the Fed uh, and Jay Powell in particular really will have the guts to hike in an election year. That will set the Democrats screaming if they do that. Oh, gee whiz, shucks. Um, you're still, uh, what are the odds of recession now in your book? I think we, there's no way we get a recession this year. Mm-hmm. Look, we, we, we increased, uh, you know, the first quarter growth up to 2%. This quarter, you know, looks are pretty close to the same thing, uh, mm-hmm. frankly, you know, for different reasons, right? We had, we had pretty strong consumer spending in January, uh, that helped, you know, pump up consumer growth in the first quarter. I think we're going to see in the second and then the third quarter of this year a, a inventory rebuild a lot of you know the bit you know targets and walmarts had too much inventory at the beginning of the year that came down so even as consumer spending fades that's going to get replaced with some of the inventory build so i don't see a recession this year i do think if the fed hikes two more times this year and needs to hike again next year we're we're in for a recession but again the the economy is just much stronger than people thought it would be. You know, a lot of people were calling for a recession in the first half of this year. We're past that. We didn't get it. We're probably not getting it for the rest of this year. So I I think a recession is inevitable because I don't think we get re, we were able to get from, say, 4% inflation down to 2% without one. So, you know, that's the dilemma we're in. So Target and Walmart and some of the other big boxes, they have to replenish their inventories because everything's getting stolen. <laughs> That's true as well. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the crime wave is incredible. And, you know, I mean, even the thing that struck me was the dollar stores have said yeah. that they're having problems with theft. I mm. mean, when people are stealing things that cost a dollar, you know you have a crime wave that's out of control. That's awesome. But consumer spending looked soft in the um, income report yesterday. It did. It is softened. Uh, and that's why I think there – and a lot of that has to do, by the way, with the, uh, with the rotation out of goods. Um, so, you know, people are buying a lot less goods, except for cars. Those are still pretty strong. Um but the there and because there's a lot of built up demand because nobody could buy cars for a couple of years, people are buying services. Consumer spending is likely to continue to soften, particularly in October, when you get the student loan payments are supposed to kick back in. As long as Biden doesn't 
do something, you know, he, he's proposing the crazy things that will prevent people from having to pay student loans for another 12 months. Mm. If he does that, then then inflation will keep going, consumer spending will keep going. But I do think consumer spending is going to soften, but that will be partially offset, as I was saying, by the economic activity of these stores having to replenish. I mean, they really brought down their inventories a lot, because in part because they miscalculated at the end of last year. They bought too much stuff. They were overstocked. They've now gotten rid of that, and they're all saying now they're coming back and they're going to replenish. So even if consumer spending softens a bit, I don't think we should, you know, assume that that's the, you know, the coming of any sort of real big drawback, in part just because as long as people have, as long as unemployment is below 4%, Mm -hmm. and as long as layoffs are as low as they are, people are going to keep spending money. Yes, indeed. John Carney. Breitbart Business Digest. It's a must-read every day, folks. John, thanks a million. Happy July 4th. Folks, I'm Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, the distinguished Robert Lighthizer. Bob Lighthizer was uh, Donald Trump's trade representative. He's got a new book out, and it's tough stuff, why the U.S. has got to protect its workforce. I'm Kudlow. This is July 4th weekend. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.